I lived on a U-shaped street growing up. On my side, there were six houses. Three of them had boys. My family had the only girls. We were all friends and had neighborhood block parties, flag football, and everybody got along and played well together. We had that one friend whose parents never let you come into their house, and if you did, usually you were with your parents. It was the summer of fifth grade, and on a whim, a few of us decided to skateboard, which led into tag around the house right next to the house we could never go in. It was a little before noon, and I rounded the corner running when Mr. B stuck his head out from the carport door and asked me to come over. I obliged. He asked me to take a look at some photos for a surprise for his wife's birthday and wanted my opinion on them. I felt really grown up with such a task and was somewhat excited about it. When I entered, all seemed normal. No big deal. He had gone into his bedroom, which was just off the kitchen, to retrieve the photos when I heard him call my name. I peeped through the door just a little, unsure of going in. I wasn't even allowed to go in my parents' bedroom, so I was a little taken aback. Anyways, I do what I'm told and follow him over to the dresser, where he opens a drawer and pulls out pictures which back then were Polaroids. I'm in total disbelief. It feels like a dream as he's showing me these photos of him, naked, spread eagle on his sofa. My fight or flight kicks in as he's asking me if I'd like to take a few pictures of him with this camera and he could take a few of me if I wanted. I ran quickly out the door through the kitchen outside where I ran to my house and locked the door. I did inform my folks, but they just said not to go back to that end of the street, and that's it. My neighborhood didn't look quite the same after, and as soon as I was old enough, I left and never went back. Mr. B was a total creep. I'm thankful I've not run into him since. It changed my perspective on life in general. I'm a mom of three girls now, and I absolutely do not sugarcoat things. They are well informed on things that could happen, and hopefully, they will always be smarter than me, and never have to encounter such things. My dog and I moved into our apartment building about six months ago. I always cross the street to begin our walk, since my dog Acorn likes to walk on grass better than a sidewalk. One day, about a month after we moved in, I was walking in front of the greenhouse directly across the street when the man who lives there stepped out into his porch. Typically, I'm a fairly antisocial person and would keep walking or maybe nod and say hello. But when Acorn was a puppy, I taught her to sit or lay down when someone greeted her so that she wouldn't just jump up on them, which eventually turned into her laying down, begging to be pet by anyone she spotted. So she saw this man leave his house and drop to the ground hoping to be pet. 
This left me standing awkwardly in front of his porch with a limp dog at the end of my leash. The guy seemed a little weird, wearing a bowler hat with long straggly blonde hair and freakishly tall. But he came down the steps and chatted with me as he stooped to pet Acorn. He asked me some questions, but nothing too weird. He asked me if I just moved into the apartment building and if I liked the neighborhood, etc. As I was leaving, a couple, who I later learned were John and Lydia, walked by with a pair of dogs, and I pretty much forgot about the encounter. About a week later, I was a couple of blocks away from my apartment building in a nearby park when I met John as he was walking his dog. He asked me if I knew the man in the greenhouse. I told him that I didn't really know him. He just stopped to pet my dog. John frowned. He told me what a nice neighborhood this was, but warned me to be careful around that guy. I thanked him for the warning, but didn't really take it to heart because I figured they probably had a neighborhood feud or something. I saw the men in the greenhouse a couple more times after that, but it was mostly just him waving from across the street or saying hello as he was going in or out his house. Then maybe a month or so later, I met Lydia. Her dog wasn't so friendly, so I was going to stay across the street from them when she picked her dog up and crossed over to me. Her dog was freaking out, barking and squirming in her arms to get down and attack mine, which was why I'd wanted to stay across the street. Hi! Just wanted to make sure John remembered to warn you about that guy, she said, pointing to the greenhouse. I nodded and told her that he warned me, but didn't elaborate on why. I asked her why, and she just reiterated that it was good John told me. She said that one time before, the man had screamed to her when her dog peed on his lawn, and that he hated dogs, so it worried her when she saw him petting Acorn. She warned me to be careful walking, especially at night. I understood what she was saying, but at the same time, her dog was kind of an asshole, so I wasn't too convinced that he actually hated dogs and was talking to me for any reason other than to pet Acorn. For a few months, I didn't see many people on my walks since it was so cold out. It was early February when people started venturing out again. I was walking back from the park one day, and Leo, a man who lives in the house diagonal from the apartment building, stopped me to pet Acorn. He was chatting my ear off for a good 20 minutes as I was trying to politely extract myself and head inside. But since my dog was literally laying on top of his feet, I was stuck talking to him. After rambling on for a while, he leaned in towards me, suddenly serious. Have you met the guy at the greenhouse? He asked. At this point, I was getting weirded out by how many people had warned me about this guy. I nodded. Stay away from that creep! He said fiercely. No one had really explained what the hell this guy had done to make half the neighborhood feel the need to warn me. So I asked Leo... He leaned in pretty close and whispered, 
Let's just say I wouldn't be surprised if they found dead girls in his walls. I was just kind of like, well, fuck. Thanks for the vague and ominous warning, Leo. But could you tell me something that would actually help me know why to avoid him? He didn't elaborate with my prompting. And I resolved to avoid walking in front of the greenhouse if I could help it. Especially at night. About a week later, I was out walking acorn with my friend Claire. We were about three houses down from the green one in front of Mrs. Catania's house. A car was driving past us kind of slowly, but I wasn't really paying attention to it since we weren't blocking the driveway or anything. Then the car slowed down to a stop on the far side of the road, directly across from where we were walking. The window to the car rolled down and the guy from the greenhouse was inside. He leaned his head out the window and started talking to me, almost completely ignoring Claire, except for a creepy-ass smile. This was the first time I'd gotten a weird vibe from the guy, though I couldn't be sure if it was just because I'd been warned so many times about him or not. I was polite but abrupt with my answers, hoping he'd go away, and after a minute, he did. He drove less than 10 feet forward, did a U-turn, and pulled up to his own house. I felt a little bubble of panic. I couldn't figure out why he'd pass his own house, drive halfway down the block, then do a U-turn, unless it was because he saw me. I asked Claire if she thought it was creepy, but she said it wasn't that weird since it was broad daylight, and maybe he just wanted to park facing the other direction. Her thoughts about it comforted me, and I decided not to worry too much about it, but to just make more of an effort to avoid him. The more I started avoiding the man in the greenhouse, the more I just happened to run into him. One day, I was walking Acorn by myself, and as I was leaving the building, I saw him pull up in front of his house and get out of his car. I turned and went the other way down the block, pretending I didn't see him. About five or ten minutes later, I was a couple blocks away from my apartment building, standing in this grassy lot between two houses while Acorn sunbathed. It was nice enough out, so I was just standing there with my back to the road, letting Acorn enjoy the warm weather, when I heard a car turn down the street. I still kept my back to the road until I heard the car slowing down and honk. I turned around and there's the guy from the greenhouse stopped in the middle of the street with this window rolled down. This freaked me the fuck out because I just saw him getting out of his car at his house. He asked me how the dog was doing. I told him she was fine when she jumped up to stand next to me. I thought she was going to whine to be pet, but she growled. I've never in my life heard her make a noise like that. The guy didn't even seem phased by it. He just kept leaning out of his window, smiling at me, as though my dog wasn't practically foaming at the mouth. I made an excuse and swiftly walked away down the street, the opposite direction his car was facing. When I got back to the apartment building, his car was parked out front. Not even a week later, 
I was outside talking to my neighbor Sadie when the man was driving by. He stopped his car and leaned out the window to say hi to me, completely ignoring Sadie before driving the rest of the way to his house. Sadie looked me dead in the eye and said, Stay away from that fucking weirdo. I hadn't realized until this encounter that I'd never seen the man speak to anyone else, even when I was walking with Claire or talking to another neighbor. I started panicking at this point because no one had told me what the hell this guy did. Sadie told me that the guy had been in jail before, but she didn't know for what. She had pretty much the same schedule, working nights three days a week, and a few months before I moved in, she was leaving for work when she thought she saw something move in the backseat of her car. She went inside and got her boyfriend, and when they got back out, her car door was open and there was someone running down the street. She knew it was him, because the man running away was really tall and had a black hat on. She called the police, but nothing really came of it. Fast forward a couple days later, and I was outside, without Acorn for once, waiting for a ride. Chris, my next door neighbor from inside the apartment building, pulled into one of the parking spots and stopped to talk to me while I waited. We were standing in front of the door to my apartment building, directly across the street from the greenhouse. Ten minutes or so after Chris and I started talking, the door to the greenhouse opened and I could see my creepy neighbor standing there out of the corner of my eye. The guy stood there for at least five minutes. I wanted to look over to see what he was doing, but I didn't want to call attention to myself. He yelled across the street to ask how my dog was doing. I didn't even have Acorn with me. I was in the middle of a conversation and he was all the way across the street. I briefly considered ignoring him, but I didn't know what kind of crazy person he was and I didn't want to set him off or something. So I said back, She's good, thanks. And turned back to Chris. The guy started crossing the street towards us and Chris started to say goodbye to head inside. I grabbed Chris's arm and asked him to wait with me. It was still daylight, but at this point, I was already freaked out enough by this man and I didn't want to be alone with him. Chris must have been able to see the fear in my eyes because he nodded and stayed outside with me. Once my creepy neighbor crossed the street, he stood really close to me even though I backed up towards Chris each time he stepped closer. He tried to strike up a conversation with me with his back towards Chris, completely ignoring him. I just gave one-worded answers and eventually he left, going back into his house. I explained to Chris how I'd been warned by multiple people in the neighborhood to stay away from the guy in the greenhouse. Chris pointed out to me that the guy came outside, talked to me, then went straight back inside. It wasn't a coincidence he was outside when we were. He must have been watching us. Chris waited with me until my ride came. A week ago, Acorn got sick and woke me to go out around 2 or 3 in the morning for a couple of days. Thursday night, she woke me up at 3. 
So I slipped on a pair of pants and grabbed my keys, not bothering to take my phone or flashlight to let her out. Since everyone had warned me about the man in the greenhouse, and I'm not a complete fucking idiot, I walked about midway down my block before crossing the street in front of Mrs. Cantania's house. As I crossed the street, Acorn froze for a second, then turned her head sharply to the right and let out a little growl. I was wide awake at this point. My pulse beat out an unsteady rhythm against my ribs as I turned the same direction as Acorn, trying to stay calm. For a moment, I didn't notice anything unusual until I saw a movement and realized there was someone about midway down the next block crossing the street the opposite direction as me. I ushered Acorn the rest of the way across the road to the grass in front of Mrs. Cantania's house, keeping an eye on the person crossing the street as I did. There was only one street light around, so it was kind of hard to see the person. I was alert at this point, but tried to calm my frantic heart with the knowledge that this person was already outside before me. The trash can was on a corner of the street beneath the street lamp, and I'm a total dumbass, so I started walking towards the trash can and incidentally towards the person. I was on the side of the street opposite my apartment building, and the person was still midway down the next block, but across the street from me. I reached the corner and was illuminated in the glow from the street lamp. I didn't even realize I looked away from the person, but when I looked back up, I could make out their silhouette much better. From the closer distance and with the aid of the street light, I could tell that it was a tall man wearing a hat. I immediately knew who it was. My blood ran cold. He was closer than before, frozen in place. I tilted my head down so it looked like I was looking at Acorn, but kept my eyes on him. After a moment, he hunched his shoulders and began tiptoeing slowly across the street towards the side I was on. I was frozen in fear. He must have thought I couldn't see him and thought he had the upper hand. Rather than run as fast as I could to the safety of my building like I wanted to, I walked as calmly as I could manage across the street to my building. I had to take my eye off the man for a second when I got there. And when I looked back, he was gone. I ran as fast as I could to the door and swiped into my building. There was no way he could have gone into a house that fast. Plus, he wasn't anywhere near his own house. He had been creeping between two parked cars when I last saw him. The only explanation I could think of was that he didn't see me cross to the building and was crouched down between two cars waiting for me to walk by. I shudder to think of what could have happened had I not noticed him. So creepy man in the greenhouse, let's not meet. When I was about three or four, there was a man in his thirties who lived with his parents in my neighborhood. His name was Durrell. He was known all around the neighborhood for his eccentric behavior as he was declared schizophrenic from his heavy use of drugs. He would talk to himself, play air guitar for hours in the street, and screen obscenities at nothing. 
It was also very into little girls and used to wait outside the bus stop just to watch them get off. My mother is a probation officer and he was quite popular at the local courthouse. So whenever he was walking down the street, she would yell for us to come inside. One time, my mom threw out old toys of ours. She heard someone rummaging in the trash at night, but didn't go out to investigate. The next day, Daryl shows up at the courthouse for some charge, and he's wearing some of the toys my mom threw out. He says to my mom, You can find such nice stuff in people's trash cans. That freaked her out, because the way he said it implied that he knew where she lived. A few weeks later, my mom is outside, and Daryl approaches her. A week before that, there was a murder at a nearby hotel of a young woman. Daryl says to her, Hey, did you hear about that murder at the hotel? My mom tells him yes, that she knew. He smiled from ear to ear, and just said, She had three little girls too. He just walked away, laughing to himself. My mom was so creeped out and unnerved that he might have something to do with the murder. But we moved shortly after. We never saw him again after that. But his mom shot herself in their house and his father moved out. So I'm pretty sure Daryl isn't around the city anymore. Also, as far as I know... The murder was never solved. It's safe to say that I hope we never meet again.